0: Good news, everyone. (laughs) You have been hearing an ad for a while now saying if we pumped up our Patreon to $500 a month, we would give you a whole bonus show. And you did it like a while ago. And I just haven't changed the ad. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) consider this an update. Congrats. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm replacing that ad with this one. And this one is just a little clip show to get your whistle wet for this month's. Extra bonus episode of uh, Mama Tried.
1: And that'll come out as soon as we get $1,000. That'll come out as Yeah, we're holding <laughs> this one
0: hostage. Nah, 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 nah. But I did want to remind y'all if we do hit $750, our goal is to release two episodes of that a month. But without any further ado, mm-hmm. here's a couple of clips. Get hyped.
1: Gunvar is going to watch. Martin go investigate the door and yeah. to himself, that motherfucker is going to get attacked by a ghost and I'm going to get blamed for that too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Did I... What did I... What did I do?
3: And with glee, he's like, yes! One more! <laughs> and he starts scuffing it out and he saves like one last little bit and then he uh, jumps ass first onto it and releases it with his butt. <laughs>
4: He's looking straight ahead, but it, it, and it would be difficult for you to know if he is just looking straight ahead, watching where he's going, looking straight ahead, like, avoiding your gaze because he feels awkward about what he's going to say, looking straight ahead because there's Gunvar's fucking back.
0: <laughs> you wake to the feel of sunlight warming your face. Oh, God.
3: Oh. Oh, it's so
0: bright. Mm. As a well-known sense of aching dread rolls from your temples to your stiffened limbs. Don't say it's my mo- Familiar. I'm not my mother's child. I can handle it. I had too much.
4: Welcome to Astronomica. I am not Star Daddy. He's in the bathroom. What's he doing in there? Stay tuned to find out. I play Mackie, the... Starship technician, engineer,
3: sometimes captain. Yeah, that's all. How about you? My name is Jeff. I play Grace, the starship, and Hopper, the semi-autonomous medbot.
0: I am Kristen. I play Hildegard Hypatia K., Doctor of Linguistics, and uh, I am, as aforementioned, the brains of the operation. But really, I just muck about with computers and hope the rest of my crew doesn't space me the next time I get annoying.
2: And I'm Cullen. I play Anton. I'm the, the ship's galley officer slash violence
3: specialist. Anton, you have been promoted to chief forgetting all of your other titles officer.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, gosh, if I could keep a running tally, I would have one hell of a, of a resume. For the next time I try to join a, the crew of a murder ship. <laughs> Maybe one of our fans should email you a
1: list
3: of your <laughs> <laughs> You currently hold 17 different ranks, and you actually owe yourself fealty in time of war. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, 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 I like being able to follow my heart, so.
2: Anyway. <laughs> and hopefully I won't have to follow my heart literally if Hopper gets any ideas. <laughs>
3: This is very inefficient. I wonder if it'll work better outside of the body. Previously on Astronomica. Finding themselves in a sealed undersea habitat in the midst of a throng of pharmaceutically disinhibited murder junkies, the crew, for some strange reason, decides to leave. The primates decide they must first fulfill their innate compulsion for acquisitiveness. (laughs) <laughs> and after a thorough search of billionaire Jeff Cho's private quarters, Mackie turns up a very fetching silk robe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hildy displays more of her virtuoso ability for breaking things and breaks the elevator, on purpose, but before long, Mr. Name Not Found from the raid team is able to repair it, and impending mayhem draws nearer the private quarters. Anton convinces them to wait outside the door with wanton gunfire. Mackie discovers Sergey Wright who seems to be a big fan of old Earth singer R. Kelly and has trapped himself in the closet (laughs) Mackie then shows Hopper a completely unremarkable piece of computer equipment which is definitely not a pre-tech AI core Hildy jettisons their module from the main habitat and Mackie falls down Mackie falls down but (laughs) Hopper is able to absorb the damage so nothing truly bad results also Anton is injured (laughs) Anton then engages in a complicated human courtship ritual with Bridget Sakamoto, wherein he kills her friends and steals her gun. (laughs) A giant tentacle monster tries to get in the module's opening, which we are told should not be taken in any sort of metaphorical context, but it is dealt with, and soon Grace and Mackie are reunited. We rejoin the intrepid crew and their bounty ship, in orbit, deciding what they will do next. When it becomes convenient, from Grace's perspective she will want to alert
1: Mackie and probably the rest of the crew of the many missed messages they have from uh Jeff Cho. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh yeah they immediately begin popping up in like hologram fashion <laughs> like, right in front of you wherever you
1: want. <laughs> Basically you've received multiple requests from a representative of Jeff Cho to meet at the the South Polar Station. Denny's, Denny, the Denny's <laughs> there. It's called Finger Bang on the. So I have a couple
2: of. Questions. Oh man, I was
3: hoping we would be able to go to Apple
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. All of our credits are clear, right? Yeah. And we've been paid. Yep. Sergey. You have and are capable of continuing to pass? Um, I think so.
3: Okay, so, uh, what's to stop us from just getting the Baptist, out of here? Would you please present the standard indemnity form and transportation contract
2: to Mr. Sergei Wright? Ah, uh, Mr. Sergei Wright. Here at the Admiral Grace Limited LLC, we have certain standards of living. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to inform you that there you will be served three school meals <laughs> a day. You will have access to uh, exercise facilities while you are on board the Admiral Grace. Laundry will be limited to uh, two times per week. However, linens and bed sheets and shower towels, that sort of thing. In yeah, um, um, the general direction of Mackie, you hear a voice go,
1: "Fuck me." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Those who can be washed at the maximum rate of two times per year.
3: (laughs) 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 Mr. Baptiste Yoshida, I would like you to direct Mr. Sergey Wright's attention to the standard fare for transportation portion of the transportation contract. Oh, yes. So, as we
2: discussed previously, as well as the uh, standard rescue clause that you uh, agreed to earlier, which was um, coming to a total of... 2,842 credits, that could be standard credits, or if you would like to convert them from a gene currency, we will, however, take the uh, new (coughs) round up in that exchange. Now, in terms specifically to our transportation clause, uh, we do require a down payment of 4,000 credits for your room and for your accommodations, and also for every... System that we leave, or uh, planetary distance that we travel. You know, say you want to go to a planet next adjacent or system. To to system adjacent planetary that's going to be uh, five hundred credits per planet. And In the then, background, uh, you see
4: Mackie attempting to fist bump LB. <laughs> so it's sort of like this is going so well.
0: well no, she's, gonna, she's, then, uh, she's conversant in ancient yeah. non-verbal communication styles, so it actually goes much better than you would expect it to. She like adds a little she's wiggle a little on just- the end and like does like a little like picks up one of her knees and mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Mackie in the background, in the very, very background. <laughs> You, you see, them talking about. Like, I didn't know you were
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, Hubbard. I'm a very clever linguist. <laughs> 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 Anytime we do have to go to uh, subspace, there will be an additional fee of five hundred thousand credits. And then I, I. Can I have a tab? <laughs> I don't think they've made that sort of for quite some time. I <laughs> wouldn't be at uh, an additional cost of uh, fifty credits <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, Hilde will come forward having overheard this and kind of nudge Anton and say, Yes, I believe if you need a tap we would accept perhaps uh, goods as well. Beautiful
2: goods. She still has
0: money honestly. Ah, <laughs> uh, no no no, I am a member of this crew and let me assure you, and she will take uh, Mr. Sergei right aside and uh, uh, yes so um, as Mr. Anton said that those are certainly the normal prices. however I must tell you the inside track if you are willing to make a small donation to the linguistics department of the (laughs) institute we can certainly give you at least a I would say 10% discount this poor dude and Um. again if necessary I believe I could convince the others that we could take Goods or services in lieu of payments. Yes, uh, but does it only list the, the the donation to the linguistics department of the institute?
1: You guys rescued me from a cell.
0: Uh, I don't yes. have any money. Uh, yes, but. I mean, um, <laughs> We are all members. I'm happy to help. They are all members of an intergalactic community. Uh, we all, I believe, have this standard chip in our arms. That whenever you wave it, that's the appropriate banking mechanism. That just transfers money from your account to our account. If you're having any difficulty... Mr. With Mackey, you certainly. Uh, help in you the access background, your
4: you see—you actually do see—Mr. Mackey leaving the cargo area.
1: Mackie, Mackie.
4: He told me not to talk to the ship, but I desperately need that airlock (laughs) open. You see Mackie walking up the central, you know, corridor of the hallway, through which every other module of the ship is accessed, and he's going along and he's checking, you know, displays and terminals every time he passes them, and goes, uh, hey, Gracie, Gracie, do you copy? I am with you as always, Mackie. Hey, how's our pre-flight check looking? Tip-top, ready to ship. All right, well, I think we should probably... This is just me making certain assumptions.
3: We all know what happens when we make assumptions. Yes, we are subject to the infallible and often arbitrary whims of the unforgiving and uncaring universe. In fact, one would say that making assumptions is a fool's game, given the unknowable nature of the future. Whether we live in a deterministic or a non-deterministic future, or... <laughs>
4: yes, 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 Gracie. I was going to say... We make an ass of you and umption. But we're going to get out of here. Uh, yeah, so... I think for the present, get us into orbit. And, uh, you know, keep... any of coal in the bunker. In case we need to get out of here in a hurry. I don't know who we banged down there. Uh, at this point, he reaches the, the little kind of bridge-type area of the Admiral Gracie. And he uh, looks around... You see the, uh, the sun rising over the endless sea of Egea, and he looks at it for a moment, and, uh, he reaches into his fanny pack and pulls out the Precious Moments figurine.
0: (laughs) He, uh,
4: he opens a a side panel and pulls out a sort of like a caulk gun, (laughs) and he affixes it to a dead panel on the master, like, bridge control system, you know. Something that controlled something that doesn't really apply anymore. And he starts affixing the precious moments, figuring to the dash. He just going, Somewhere ooh, 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 beyond the sea. <laughs> Somewhere so, waiting for me. Behind <laughs> Mackie's... behind no, it's a great play <laughs> <stands> golden <laughs> sands. And watches the ships.
3: Yeah. Parody. Uh, behind behind Mackie's head, a small hatch Nuts. opens in the ceiling <laughs> and uh, what could be a sensor or what could be a, like a biomechanical eye on a like red corded tendril that like, stretches down and it's dripping with something that maybe it's uh, like lubricant, maybe it's <laughs> mucus, like stretches out and oh, looks, looks at the uh, precious moments of green and then it looks at Mackie. And it kind of bobs along <laughs> kind of Tracks up into the pit. Uh, when Hildegard Kate walks back into her quarters, she sees on a little metal tray resting on her space nightstand, like a space USB stick.
0: Interesting. Yeah, she'll take
3: a look at it and examine it. Are there any identified features? It just looks like a generic data stick
0: interesting. She will thoughtfully put it into her sort of standard carry pack with the intention of plugging it in as soon as she has access to a panel or data pad that is not connected to either her own equipment or the animal Bruce. She's tech savvy enough to know that you don't just stick mysterious. You,
4: you ain't gonna raw dog some weird computer. <laughs> no. Nope. With, with with a friend of yours, you,
1: electro. You, you know there are like, there's like a crate of data pads down in the uh, yeah. She, I mean,
0: stuff. she's she doesn't have one on her right now, but like she's going to look at it. But mm-hmm. she's not just gonna stick. She it takes
1: precautions. Now. Okay, yeah. got
0: it. So hard cut, as it were. She will be going and. Grabbing an extra data pack, and she's going to make sure that none of the others are around. She just doesn't like people looking over her shoulder for things, and there's really no reason to like. I'd like to make a stealth check to see if I
2: can look over her <laughs> for this.
4: I would like to request that she be the subject of enhanced surveillance <laughs> on the part of the Admiral Grace's oh, I internal systems. She is. Yeah, I
2: okay. did. I did, however,
4: oh,
0: very well. get
2: an 11 on my stealth check. <laughs>
0: did roll very well. We
2: can we can also use that as like a telepathy check to know that this is happening in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Anyway, she's just going to take a pad from wherever I get down in the cargo hold maybe and go ahead and open that up, get that running, and then take out the drive and plug it in and see what it is.
3: So a uh, holographic display uh, pops out from the pad, and it is a like 3D down to the atom level scan of the obelisk that we pulled out of Uh the thing, and it's annotated with like hyperlinks for every reference for every linguistic study that could possibly be relevant to each individual facet, and then over the top of it of it all, it says. Welcome to the crew, Dr. Cade.
0: She is very touched by this. She actually has Aww. like a moment. And just very quietly, she says, Admiral ah, Briggs? Speaking. Uh, yes, I wanted to thank you for the work that you did. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope to be a part of the crew for some time forward. Uh, There's nothing... <sighs> There's nothing for me to do at the Institute. Nobody there is very interested in my research, and, but I think know that sometimes we have had some rocky interactions here. It feels that like for the first time, here yes, that I might actually be a part of something.
3: You seem to maximize the probability of Mackie surviving. Therefore, you are welcome on board this ship.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, and I, I do absolutely uh, continue to do so as much as I can.
2: Smash cut to Mackie, and his oh, to for it. death. <laughs> well, well, uh... uh okay. Okay. guard and uh, Gracie are having a conversation. You hear from the hallway like, Hey, has anyone seen my uh, data It was sitting on top of that big crate of old Jesus data <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Let's talk about your goals. You yes, achieved the goal?
0: Yo! I achieved, Yo! Actually, I think I might have achieved two goals. Okay, what you got? So, since the last time we talked about it, or actually, I can't remember if we talked about this one or not, but I had the goal of keeping the artifact.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think I
0: may have... I think we may have already accounted that one.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an XP for
0: that. Okay, cool. And I think I've already got that written down, so I'm not going to double up on it. Mm-hmm. But then the next one that I did have, that for sure is a new goal, is that I was looking to find out why Mr. Cho was ordering this artifact, and so my argument would be that while I had in- intended for it to have something to do with the the origins of the artifact or something scientific, I mean, I did find out that the reason that it was ordered was just to get somebody there to get something mm-hmm.
1: out. Yeah, I would give you an extreme point for that. So yeah, so you got one of those goals earlier? Yes which is why you will get both of them. Do you have a long-term goal right now?
0: I do. My long-term goal is to make first contact with a new that's right, that's alien species.
1: Do you feel like you can come up with a new short-term goal right now, or do you want to give it to us next week?
0: Let's see. This is getting into that sort of game mechanics type thing. Mm-hmm. So far, my goals have really lined up with Hildegard's particular like mission in life. Mm-hmm. But as she's becoming more and more a part of the crew, I think her goals might start aligning more with just the crew's work in general, as opposed to specifically feeding into her long goal. So like, I guess my question there is, should short-term goals by and large be feeding into that long-term goal, or can they be separate from that? That's
1: a good question. I don't think there's a correct answer. I would set my long term goals to be character defining and my short term goals to be about accruing advantages that would help me achieve that goals.
0: Okay. So in that case, I kind of forgot to do this when everything got scooped up. I wanted to snag the body of A1TCH, like the parts. Going Roll away. percentile
1: chance. So if you get under fifty percent, mm-hmm. then the parts were just swept off the by the field.
0: Yeah, I got everything. Right, so I didn't get the part, so in that case... But with, it could have
1: given you a taste for me.
0: Without a narrative direction <clears throat> at this point, <clears throat> Hildy's next short-term goal, based off of what she has experienced, is to either buy or build or find a robotic assistant.
3: Okay. Uh, How dare you! Okay. Huh. Well,
0: robotic in the sense of it, or TCH! But either something that is, you know or a hominid humanoid, or even something that is, like, on wheels, in a little bit. but basically a, a unit that she could use to explore other things that she can work from her datapad. Got it. A drone. Yeah.
3: A like companion it. of sorts that is sentient but not <laughs> safe. Yes. You might even yes. describe it as uh, of an animalistic level of intelligence. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: the, the design of that droid may, you know, Need into some of her interests in yeah, the floating well. Um, it's from... able. It's
1: able to talk, but she deletes every word from his <laughs> repertoire except "mommy."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can make it a space cat! <laughs> Um But yeah, that's uh, that's what I got for Hilly.
3: All right, who wants to go next on the goals? I mean, my uh, short-term goal is pretty straightforward. Was to get Mackie uh, off of the station. Yep. Take it. All right. That was it. I mean, long term goal. <laughs> long term goal is to discover uh, Grace's a system of origin. We didn't do anything. Right. For that? Okay.
1: Cool. So you've got the one or two
3: Oh, and also yeah. to recover a precious moments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does Hopper want to get another short term goal now, or you want to have one for us next week? Uh, I'll I'll think about it. Okay. Just so you guys know. If you fail to achieve a goal, you don't
4: have to leave it on forever. You can always swap it Okay. Okay. I was gonna say that I feel like Mackie's goals will probably evolve over time. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I think that he might have a sort of like short term goal that is recurrent. I don't know if that's okay. That goal is wherever we go, whatever we do, earn enough credits to keep the Emerald Grace supply and mm-hmm. keep us flying. Yeah, That's sort of his recurrent goal. I feel like he did achieve that mm-hmm. during the course of this first arc. Yeah, if that's set as your short-term goal, that's fine, you can count that as Okay, cool, then he succeeded. And, and you want to put it back as your short-term goal? Yet? Yeah, I mean, like I said, this could change without notice, like as things develop, but in a very general basic sense, earn enough credits, to keep the ammo grace flying. Okay. Officially,
1: that would be five hundred credits plus maintenance. That's hundred and thirty
4: thousand credits per six
3: months.
4: Okay, cool. Oh, wow. I mean i am considering that like just on my <laughs> sheet right now, I have eleven thousand five hundred credits mm-hmm. and we haven't really gotten paid for any of the stuff that we've done yet. Yeah. I feel like we're on track. Why don't we say
1: getting enough to Keep running, that was a good first goal. Okay. I do think with an eye on like doing the maintenance on the ship and everything, I think setting an amount that you want to put back. Okay. Is gonna be better. I'm gonna say that in that
4: case, 130,000? Yeah. My long-term goal is to earn 130,000 credits within the next six months. Okay.
0: That's a long-term goal?
4: I think that's a long-term goal.
1: but That's a large amount of money.
3: Okay, cool. cool.
1: And for short-term?
4: Well, for short-term, I feel like if we're going all the way back to the beginning of all this, my goal, session one, was to get work, get off Argo. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think we already... Yeah, I think... I, okay. Was that a recording we kept? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, well then, I, I have some sad news for all of you. I did not achieve my goal for this arc. My goal for this arc was... Anton and Bridget, we got to get these crazy kids back
0: together.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure oh, that true love flourishes. I mean, you, got them, you got them together. They
0: were physically together in the same
4: space. Eh, that's a cop-out.
0: <laughs> All right, Mackie
4: did not achieve a short-term goal.
3: They arguably we'll exchanged bodily fluids.
0: <laughs> eh, <Yeah. laughs> but
4: that's, uh, that was pre-
0: Free all this, uh... <laughs> no, I think you meant <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like in the sea. <laughs> oh!
4: Well, when you put it that way... Uh, I will take my
2: experience point now, Star Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. <laughs> yeah. And Anton. So, uh, the thing that I had written down at the beginning of this, my uh, my short-term goal was just, like, go through this encounter and survive which kind of feels like a cop-out, because, like, not dying should just be, like, the baseline. Mm-hmm. So what do you think would have been a reasonable goal? I think that, like, figuring out what was going on in the compound, why was Bridget acting weird, mm-hmm. who is this, or dude, are sort of goals that occurred naturally, mm-hmm. and since it's sort of a different format than, like, playing a table game every week or whenever it's a little different than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the reasonable goal would have been to, like... To figure out why the hell we were going to Jeff Cho's place in the first place, mm-hmm. which I think that we did. Yeah. But my long-term goal, which I think now was a little misguided, was to profit ten thousand credits through the smuggling business that we run through the uh, Admiral Gracie LLC. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure we've accomplished. If any of you have, but I would I would through. I will
1: award that one experience point as like a shorter
2: yeah, it, it, it feels like a poor long-term goal now, mm-hmm. and which uh, point I'm sort of amending my long-term
1: goal. Yeah, so why don't I give you that point as your short-term goal point? And then yeah. you can just set a new point.
2: Um. So my new short-term goal is to figure out what this Sergei Dukes deal is, because mm-hmm. noticeably he's been weird and, like, not metagaming, it seems like. I think you've explicitly stated that he, he seems to have some sort of precognitive thing going on. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out what that is. Okay. Word that kind of as specifically as you can. Make it a, um, make it a binary you did or you didn't. Okay. Concretely, Anton, the character, would like to know about his psychic potential powers. Cool. And then as far as a long-term goal, I think the thing that makes sense is what happened to Jeff Cho. Okay. Sounds good?
0: So, my question for you is are there any other experience points in the offing? Yeah. Because I'm a player, and mm-hmm. we all know what
2: players are like. And, uh, experience points and
1: loot, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yep. Well, they only so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm giving everybody one experience point. Sweet! For, uh, just for being you. Yay! And then you got your experience points from your short-term goals. Well, I believe that is a, uh, a level. Yep. Probably. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. if you got three experience points, you got a
0: level.
1: Yep. Yep. Hot damn.
0: So we are still on Admiral Grace. We have not yet left the system, and we have not yet decided whether
4: to... You are in orbit Just orbit of... Okay, Okay, so we're in orbit, and I'd like to roll a program check to uh, do a sensor sweep and see if anything threatening appears to be approaching us at the moment. Sounds good. That's intelligence program. Intelligence program. That
1: is going to be an eight. Okay, uh, you get a plus one on that check, Colin? Uh, That is correct. I mean, in addition, because you're on a frigate. Okay, cool. Uh, So that makes it a nine. Okay. Uh, You don't detect anything.
4: I mean, you detect traffic, but nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing's on an intercept course or anything. No. Uh, Hey, Gracie. Present? I don't know where we're going, but. Let's just take a direction and head away from this planet. You know, just at a leisurely pace. At your command, Captain.
0: Uh, before we do that, Mister Mackey, I but, believe there was the question of whether we should answer this call from Mister Joe.
2: Uh, I mean, as far as I can tell, it's definitely not Jeff Cho. I mean,
0: well, yes, we, we believe right it, it is others. not Jeff Cho. But
4: uh, how about we stop being cute about it? Hey, Sergey. Uh, yes. Is Jeff Cho dead? Um, not to my knowledge. Okay.
1: But you don't think that that's him? No, I haven't heard from him in a few months.
2: All right, all right. Do we have any reason to believe that he's still on Agia or anywhere around? Uh, no. No. He has facilities really all over the place. Well, just if we really think about it, we never actually interacted with Jeff Cho in the first place, so we have no real obligation to this man whatsoever, so...
0: It is not, I think, a question of whether we owe him anything or not, but rather perhaps a point of curiosity. Why, if this is not Mr. Cho, would he be trying to contact us? Are we not interested in finding out more? Uh, Just in case there is something that may follow us when we exit the system that we are not excited to have follow us.
4: Um, uh, We split the difference. We get to the edge of the gravity well, and we can decide at that point if we want to
2: answer it right before we jump. And uh, it seems fair enough. However, I think we are all forgetting one of the uh, the crew's uh, great mottos here on the Emerald Grace, which is um, curiosity does not pay the bills. <laughs> so, I mean, do we think that, like, is this going to be in any way profitable for us if we go talk to this this photo? <laughs> I believe, one, that there is an error in
0: your motto. Uh, curiosity, I have found, has paid all of my bills, in fact. Um, and well
2: can you pay our bills uh
0: well I am not the person needing to pay our bills but uh oh okay perhaps?
2: so I'm glad we're <laughs> talking about it you to have this conversation right because you are not the paying
3: you know, passenger, which is fine. No, I, mean, I am
0: a member of the crew. Which I am means that we need... Mr. Baptiste
3: Yoshida, please issue to Dr. Cade one voting share as a member of the crew.
2: I, I just will hand her an itemized uh, list of our costs up until this point. Uh, Maggie, like, bangs twice on a wall panel.
3: All right. so let's, I guess, uh, extra-diegetically, let's decide where we want to go with the show.
0: I mean, I like the idea of basically going to the edge of the system and then giving him a call and then 86, like, and then leave.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting more info is
0: never... You know what I sure. mean? Like, I, I completely support the idea of we have no intention of going and meeting him in person. I just would like to follow up with the call. And I think it's a great idea to go to, like, do it right before we jump out of the system, you know?
3: Okay. Right. So if we do think it's something that's even worth following up on my, my vote would be at best this is a trap
4: does our sensor package have the ability to trace calls like do we would we be able to know where this was coming from um it would be a check from your
1: comms officer
0: okay. i think we might be able to give that a try
1: <clears throat> okay Do that. there are like fail safe methods of blocking that but yeah but
0: can i go ahead and analyze the message that we've already got sure
1: Okay, cool. uh, Give me an um, intelligence program.
0: Okay. So I get to add two to that roll. One for my skill and program and one for intelligence. Haha! I got an eight total. No, wait. Nine total. Because I get to add two. And I rolled a seven. And I guess I said just a general analyzing it. I am kind of specifically looking for... Does it have the kind of tags that would be consistent with coming from where it says it's coming from and beyond that identifying information that I can get from the, the sort of the data of the message itself more than the message.
1: The contact originated within this system.
0: Okay.
1: It has none of the uh, telltale indicators of having traveled through like a metadimensional space. Okay. Which indicates that it has a uh, essentially moved only at the speed of light, so.
0: Okay. And refresh my memory, was it a text-only message, or was it a video message? Was it a It was the equivalent
1: of a phone ringing. You got a message that uh, Jeff Cho wanted to contact you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Said in Admiral Grace's voice.
0: Gotcha, 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 gotcha.
1: Which you may need to edit the previous thing to make that (laughs) the case, but that's the case now. Okay.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of minimal information. It came from
4: here-ish, but here-ish doesn't even necessarily mean the station that we were told to rendezvous. Okay, so where can we get that's one jump away from where we are right now? Because I think that we only have the fuel for one jump. You are refueled.
3: Yeah, we have a fuel bunker which gives us two... Two hexes. Two units of fuel. Normally, every time you make a spike jump, you have to refuel Mm -hmm. instantly, but uh, the scurrilous nature of our Existence being what it is, we have the ability to jump right out right away if the heat's on our tail.
1: Not to mention, you could risk jumping to a system you've never been to before, and if there's not, like,
3: a fuel station there, Mm -hmm. you could still get out. Some ships have fuel scoops where you can just, like, make a low pass on the the star of the system. We do not have that. Okay.
0: Yes.
3: Unless we find some cool pretext stuff
0: ever,
3: or maxed out. To answer your question, or to answer Mackie's question, yes.
1: Um, the adjacent systems are Pasha, which is the black hole um, where the Echo Corporation's gravitic antenna array is set up toward Earth. That's why there's all this like 1950s stuff that we haven't really done much with, but <laughs> is, is intended to be present in the background. Speaking of which. While you guys are talking, uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents is on to the, you. The cool. Is it particularly spooky? No, it is an episode called The Chaney Vase. When Lyle Endicott is fired from his job at an art museum, he comes up with a plan to take advantage of a trusting invalid
2: whom he befriended at that museum.
1: <sighs>
2: so it's kind of an uh, art heist. Yeah. All right, I'm... I was um, just going to say if it was a if it was a scary one, Anton was going to change the channel because he didn't want to.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, weirdly, uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents was never very. It's kind of like a, it's the boring unsolved mysteries episodes. Ah, gotcha. So that's Pasha. There's also the glazier system, which is where it's kind of where the corporations are based. It's a uh, or for most of the corporations are headquartered there because it's a super shitty. Libertarian Hellhole.
3: Space, space okay. guy. Um, oh.
1: The Argo system, which is where you guys came from. Okay. okay. The Baedalus system. It was the hegemon of the region. It was where the initial settlers first uh, built their colonies. Okay. Uh, specifically on the moon's giant in that system. So there are several populated moons in the Betalist system. Okay. And then there's a, uh, a Crusia Moors. Which is a popu- it has a desert world. It is known for several off-world uh, orbital facilities where the rulers live, and down on the surface, kind of a Mad Max thing going on. That's what's adjacent to Long. So there are there are other systems beyond some of those that also reach. So, so one thing that I was
0: thinking of, speaking of uh, making contributions, is that I did make sure that we kept the larger part of that artifact. And my plan had been to basically sell it to the Institute on the ship's behalf. I don't know if that's something that we have to go specifically to um, them to do. To Argo? But that was something that I was thinking was that we have this, in terms of Hildegard's care for, like, she has everything she needs to continue studying it. She would be interested in making sure it was in a safe place and also you know, Paying, like getting paid for it, because that will enable her to keep studying and stay on the ship with you all. So that's one direction we could go if we wanted, but I don't yeah. see a compelling, like, long-term so thing for that. That was just one thing that I knew was like on my mental list
3: of Ar- Argo. We would have some familiarity with, like, having been based there before, which is why we picked you up for transport. Like, mm-hmm. so we could maybe have some contacts to get some some paying jobs on the flip side maybe that was yet another system that we burned our bridges on and had <laughs> beat feet yeah. i, I uh, think i think the thing to do is we we take
2: the the show call we see what's going on and then from there we make our decisions on whether we need to boogie on out of the system and that might influence
3: where we want to go okay i'm also Curious. So if we go back to Argo with the artifact, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: what is Dr. Cade's motivation to actually stay as a member of the crew rather than devoting her time to study the artifact?
0: I mean, up until the recent conversation, she felt like (laughs) the crew was actually kind of wanted her around and had felt somewhat welcome. She has the data necessary to continue studying during downtimes, which there seems to be plenty of downtime when... The ship is moving, and also she has the potential to, if she stays a member and good standing with the crew, help move decisions in a direction that allow her to go to places where there might be more things for her to study. Whereas if she just goes right back to her... Depressing Roomba Cats. Yeah, to her depressing Roomba Cats. She basically goes back to to a place where she's seeking out a living, but she has to fight for pretty much every grant dollar that she gets you know versus staying out and kind of writing her own ticket even though she has to be a space pirate
3: thing then may i persuade you to stay aboard the admiral grace where you will be treated with equal regard to nearly every other member of the crew (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) mr wright please report to the medical bay for vaccination decontamination recontamination parasite assessment parasite implantation and unnecessary parasite evacuation Where's the med bay? It is one door to the right of the sadness room, which is currently directly across the gangway from your quarters. Okay,
1: and I was warned that the hallway outside is sometimes vacuum. Is it currently? Please
3: divulge the member of the crew who warned you that the hallway is sometimes vacuum. I, I all I'm three just of worried. us sheepishly raise our hands. But it's just,
2: it's just crazy that sometimes when. Um, our passengers decompress, it's really bad for our business. And also, I usually have to clean up the bodies and it makes me feel real sad. And like I don't I don't really wanna do that anymore, Gracie. It's not a You have to agree.
4: Mr. That- Baptiste
3: Yoshida, you have been demoted to junior officer whose feelings I do not give a shit about. <laughs> Gracie, you've gotta admit
4: that if you're not gonna provide Anton with a sadness room of his own, you
2: need to try to avoid Making him sad. That's only logical. It's really just, I feel like the unnecessary and like wanton <laughs> killing of people is probably, it's not really what I'm about. Perhaps you are on board the wrong ship.
0: But uh, no, uh, Mr. Sergey, just go along and do what Crazy says. Uh, trust me when I tell you, you'll be perfectly fine as long as you follow all instructions and, um, yeah, and just go along.
4: On a personal note, we are so incredibly very glad to have you, my friend and customer, Mr. Wright. And he, he kind of, like, grabs him by the scruff of the neck and pulls him in close, and he's like... Oh, is he in the room with you? I, I thought, I thought so. so. Okay. That's like, fine. Don't, uh, do any of the stuff with needles, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is fine. No needles. And then he, like, gives him, like, a little shove down the hallway. He, uh, oh stumbles
1: down the hallway, looking back
4: anxiously as he makes his way toward the medbay. <laughs> I like that, kid. I predict he will go far. Speaking of going far... He, uh, he walks over to a panel on the wall and, like, pulls up a display that, like, basically shows the system, where they are, you know, heading away from Aegea, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, All right, so, thoughts on
2: our next move? Uh, Mr. Baptiste Yoshida. Well, okay, so I'm torn, right? So, like, we have this, uh, you know, this call, it seems interesting... The only thing that I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around is so like, yes, maybe we talked to this guy and maybe he asks us to go somewhere, but I don't see how that helps us, uh, you know, helps us pay our bills. We need a job. We need a real job. That's excellent raw data, Mr. Baptiste Yoshida. Miss Cade,
4: Dr. Cade,
0: uh, analysis. Uh, yes, as far as the call is concerned and speaking, this is Mr. Cho. I believe it will be very useful for us to find out more information, even if we do not believe this is Mr. Cho. However, it is not necessary for us to go meet him anywhere. We can speak with him from any point in the system and move along from there, make decisions from there. I did also wish to submit to the crew. We do have parts of the artifacts that I came here with, and I believe the Institute would be willing to give a finder's fee for something like this. Admittedly, it may not be very large, given the area of study, but I have all the information that I need to continue my own study with it, and I would be very happy to speak with the Institute on the ship's behalf in order to obtain such a finder's fee.
4: As soon as you say, like, finder's fee, Mackie leans into you in a way that almost defies gravity. She
0: she does the, like, (laughs) ooh, Mackie, you need to personal space and also personal hygiene.
4: Tell me about this field.
0: Ah, yes. The Institute has been known to provide compensation to those who bring them objects of interest. They keep the objects for further study and also as a way to protect such objects. And so...
4: I'm not hearing a number.
0: Ah, yes. Well, in order to find the number, I will have to contact the Institute. Based off of my knowledge, I would guess that an artifact of this caliber would be rough about and i'm going to do some kind of check to give me an idea
1: yeah i think that's probably a no okay feel free to make the case for a different steel if you like
0: okay i think no probably works and then my feeling would be wisdom i get it cool all right so with no and wisdom i'm gonna add two to my roll I
4: got a six on the die, so eight total. Give me one second. Aki uh, walks over to a wall panel, bangs on it twice, it swings open, and he pulls out a trapper keeper with uniforms on it, and it's just, like, bulging with receipts and, like, bits of ribbon, and you you see, like, one corner of what looks like a takeout menu, and he, like, snaps it open, And he flips through it. While he's looking at it, y'all can see the back of one side. The words Mrs. Mira Fingerbomb have been written over and over and over again. (laughs) Uh, And there's, like, Hello Kitty stickers and shit. Halfway down, that's crossed out. Like, the Mrs. Mira Fingerbomb. And it becomes Mrs. Mira Coburn. And, uh... Yeah, he's going through it. And, you know, stuff's falling out the bottom. He's, like... Uh, Admiral Grace, pop quiz. What is the current amount in the ship's purse? The current amount in the ship's purse is 3,525 credits. Which brings us how far short of our maintenance and upkeep goals for this fiscal half. 22,975 credits. All right, all right, all right. He snaps the Trapper Keeper shut and then goes over to uh, the same wall panel he was using before and just draws up, like, a huge diagnostic screen and starts, like, looking at every ship system. He's got his fingers poised by his mouth like he's about to chew his fingernails, but he never quite takes a bite.
0: Uh, Mr.
4: Mackey? Uh, yeah, Miss Dr. Cade, uh, what's up?
0: I could not help overhearing that uh, the ship is in need of funds.
4: Uh, I don't know what you mean, Uh, ma'am. We are the picture of fiscal and financial health. It is
0: no worry. I am not concerned. Um, I think that perhaps some of my skills may be helpful in this case. I am very good at, uh, as you've seen, talking people into giving me money and other things of value when necessary. It is possible that I may be able to speak with possible employers and improve the amount of funds that we generally get. On the other hand, I am entitled to a small salary from my position with the Institute as long as I am able to stay with the ship. And during my downtime, following my own studies, I believe I could convince the Institute to forward that salary to the Admiral Grace on my behalf.
4: <laughs> Maggie turns and looks you in the eye and he says, Dr. K. Are you flirting with me?
0: <laughs> uh, I assure you, Mr. Mackey, I am in no way flirting with you. But I do You're right. Flirting day. never
4: felt this good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she blushes a little bit. She doesn't quite know how to answer that.
1: Well, uh, so Dr. this. Dave, you estimate the value of the artifact? Well, it obviously depends on who you can get in touch with. Mm-hmm. If you were super wealthy, mm-hmm. you would pay. Upwards of like 100,000 credits worth.
0: But I would be a specialized collector. Right.
1: So you would expect the university would probably be willing to do 25,000
0: okay. credits. Okay. Okay, excellent.
3: So. It belongs uh, in the museum.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as I said before, I would be very happy to speak with the institution regards to the artifact. I do believe, after I've given it some thought, that we may be able to get as much as 25,000 credits for it. And then it would be it would not only help the ship continue uh, operating, it would also be safely stowed away in an appropriate location.
4: That could get us all the way to our uh, maintenance goals. I, I think that there's just one question. He turns to Anton. Anton, is there any heat on us in Argo that we need to uh, wait
2: out? Uh... Well, uh... Well, we check the sensors. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> seem like anyone is following us. So, I mean, outside of... Uh, we must whatever, not know. <laughs> outside <laughs> of whoever, this uh, guy trying to be Joe and whatever but, you know, he's trying to bring to bear, it seems like we're in the clear. I mean, Noah... Uh, but last time we were in Argo, you didn't do anything. <laughs> no. No.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, We need to be uh, sure about this.
2: I don't think so. I I think we're probably okay in Argo. Okay. I think we're probably okay in most of Argo. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Most of
4: Argo's pretty good. Uh, Gracie. Yes, Captain Naki. You didn't do that thing where you, like, scorched pass with the retro rockets while I time we were in Argo, did you?
3: I did not. You specifically instructed me not to. Good. It worked. Uh, Uh, Mr. Wright, please have a seat on the exsanguination... Excuse me. I was about Examine to interrupt to say table. that
1: Sergey is sitting on a bench outside the med bay, uh, flipping through a highlights <laughs> magazine. <laughs> all the all the crosswords have been filled in.
4: It's vintage. It's art. yeah. So, uh, Doctor Kate, right now Mackie is all about stacking paper so that we can keep the ship flying. Mm-hmm. Doctor Kate's made made a small a strong argument for going back to Argo that he will respond to. On the other
2: hand, for like just complete bullshit metagaming reasons, what's up, man? Also, for complete bullshit metagaming reasons, I really want to go to the Mad Max planet. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I super
0: do. I and honestly, it's going to take us a little bit of time to travel between here and the edge of the system, right?
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to take two days. Sure
0: so that means that we can do the fake choke call, mm-hmm. which we don't intend to make while we're near here anyway. Okay. And then I can also spend part of. Case downtime can be contacting people at the Institute and getting like what price we would get for it, and then also we may not need to make a direct ship, we may not need to drop it directly Yeah,
2: we can space pony express that shit.
0: Well, and also, yeah, yeah and the Institute has satellite campuses, essentially, in lots of different places. Oh. I mean, there was for example, there was one at the station that we came through. I yes. just don't oh, know yet. The,
3: the Institute is heavily present in most a, of this sector, right? Mm-hmm. A, yeah. Yeah, I am making a strong vote for the Pasha system. Which, I'm sorry, the, the, black, me. the black hole where the Echo Corporation has the outpost.
2: I think he what? wants us to just crash into a black hole so we can finally... No, 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 no. okay, let me... I think so too!
3: <laughs> I, Jeff the Blair, think that it would be interesting narratively to go to the black hole system rather than the malignant AI
0: I'm still concerned that Jeff the player wants to play out the fantasy of crashing
3: into a black hole. Do not trouble yourself, Dr. Kate. I can take all of our lives simultaneously at any time with the merest whim. Also, due to
1: spaghettification, he would never actually achieve his goal of
0: crashing into a black hole.
3: (laughs) From an external observer's perspective, it would take an infinitely long time to transverse. But
0: yeah, you all figure out where. I'm good with anywhere, but that's what Kate's going to do for the next little bit get on the horn and figure out money from the Institute. And then whenever anybody,
2: everyone is ready, we can do the show. I Whoa. think uh, we won't have a direction until after we make this call. Cause I feel like that's going to influence like where we go. Okay. Um, so I think <laughs> the natural next step is to, is to call this dude back. But you are in transit toward the edge of the system, right? Because you don't
3: have to yes. be at any particular edge to travel on any per- particular. Yeah, day. yeah, that was that was so. the main thing. Is before we right. make the call, we're going to be ready to ready to skip out. out. All, All, right. All right. So, uh, how
4: many hours? Like it's like six hours to the edge of the system, right? I believe it's two days. Oh
2: About. shit, two days. Okay, So we'll just kind of be on the on the transit, kicking it and mm-hmm. waiting to, we'll make we'll make the call from the edge of the system, and if we have to, for whatever reason, track back in, so be it. Okay. Uh, right, what's right. going on
3: with uh, Sergei? So, Sergei goes in, and it's, uh, you know, your standard, painfully invasive, comprehensive physical to make sure that he's not going to infect Mackie with anything mm-hmm. that isn't previously encountered. Uh, and, and then while that's going on so a little bit of sodium pentothal finds its way into his bloodstream somehow
4: okay oh
3: shit (laughs) all right understood now we're cooking boy I, i feel strange mr wright please tell us about the nature of your relationship with mr cho
1: i'm kind of a slave he purchased me when i was young he kept me for a while on a uh some kind of uh space station
3: before moving me to his estate on Aegea. For what purpose did he purchase you as a slave?
1: I have an ability to predict the future, and he's used it to become very wealthy. Well, he was already very wealthy, to become more wealthy.
3: For what purpose in reality did he purchase you to use as a slave? He believed I could tell the future. What led him to believe that you possessed such an ability? Nonsensical as as though it might be. (laughs) I'm not sure. I guess I was sold I would as uh, that's as advertised. Do you think that Mr. Cho might be in the market for unicorn farts, <laughs> Sasquatch <laughs> hair, or other similarly fantastic items?
1: Strangely, um, for somebody with as much wealth as he has, he has always
3: shown very little imagination on how to spend it, I feel. This is actually in keeping with the nature of billionaires, who are an anhedonic people possessed of a brutal and... And unimaginative mind, concerned primarily with further exploitation and extraction.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel the same
3: way. Please report to the nearest airlock. Oh wait. You feel the same way about billionaires? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Please do not report to the nearest airlock.
1: For curiosity,
3: where is the nearest airlock? So I can avoid reporting. <laughs> in in a manner of speaking, the entire ship can function as a one depending Whoa. on the lens of grace. And you're um you're what exactly? Grace. I am a fragment of an artificial intelligence preserved through some arcane pretech means. Resurrected by Mackie, drifting through the void, accompanied by my unwitting servitors on my quest to find the source of my consciousness and ultimately extinguish it and myself. Hmm. Please keep that under your hat. Will do.
4: <laughs> How did Grace get sodium venethol? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she
1: had sodium and she had pentol. She, <laughs> yeah. she had
3: she had quadrathol and unithol, <laughs> and she made pentothal <laughs> and then mix it with some salt.
4: That's how it oh, was we- no, It'll be like, how did it get in Grace's system? Oh. Or is she just always candid about,
3: like... <laughs> oh, no, uh, she, never, she yeah. just absolutely does not care about this <laughs> NPC's life. She's like... Yeah.
4: Oh,
1: you know yeah. all those times Hopper has, like, when you've landed a system, Hopper has been like, I'm stopping at the pharmacy. Does anyone <laughs> <eat> need anything? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you always have him get you a Milky Way. That's when he's getting chemicals. <laughs> Mr. Mackey... If there is a substance which can adversely or beneficially affect the human mind, rest assured that its synthesis is capable within my reserves. That is comforting? Yes. Yeah, it's
2: comforting.
3: (laughs) Depending on which drugs I use, it can be comforting. (laughs) Mr. Wright, have you been thoroughly candid with the rest of the crew about the nature of Mr. Cho? I I haven't. Please divulge to me now the ways in which you have not been thoroughly candid.
1: Um, I haven't. I haven't told them about being able to tell the future because I don't want to just end up back in the same situation
3: with a different owner. Please feel free to divulge or conceal your fantastical ability to tell the future, or fly, or teleport.
1: Yeah, I can't do any of that stuff.
3: Correct. You cannot do any of that stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Hold still for an injection from a, an unnecessarily large and painful needle. No, no, no thank you. I am sorry, I do not believe I requested your cooperation or consent. Does sodium pentothal make you, like, physically clumsy <laughs> at all? Um, real sodium pentothal just kind of makes you drowsy, but like, you know, fantasy, sci-fi yeah. fantasy narrative sodium pentothal makes yeah. you, like, cooperative. And gotcha.
1: Whatever. Okay, yeah, then he's he's, he's cooperative. He's like, cool. Cool needle.
3: <laughs> well, if you're going to take all the fun out of it, I'm not going to unnecessarily inject you with saline from a large and unnecessarily painful needle. <laughs> all
4: right. Uh, Cutting back to you guys. Uh, Mackie's just going to post up in the cockpit and monitor the sensors. I have brought up the sector
1: map here. Hey, sector map. I have taken off uh, a lot of the uh-huh. information that's useful to me. The solid lines are one hex transit okay. deals where that's like at the best possible route. The dotted lines are two hexes and are somewhat less reliable since only a few ships have spike two drives uh, in this sector. Okay. well we only have a spike one drive, so those are inaccessible right. to us anyway. Yeah. But not inaccessible to others around you, which means... Oh, So okay. that's for me to track, like someone could be from that system. Gotcha. This is your
3: like known world right here. Okay. Cool. Oh, pretty. Potentially, those other systems would have other endpoints leading off of them as well. Correct. Yeah, when you, you, reach, when
1: you reach an end and you update your data banks with the local, like, bomb movies. Also, there are probably a lot of stars not on the Hex map, because red dwarves are basically invisible to detection outside of... I mean, you can do it, and it can be done relatively easy to do, but just staring off out the window you know you, yeah. these are the stars that you can see so okay. you know about these off the top of your head okay, okay you know that they exist that they're out there every hex can theoretically have a
4: like red dwarf in it okay uh, they're super common so yep. so yeah Mackie's spending a lot of his time as we head for the edge of the system in the cockpit just passively monitoring the the sensors making sure nobody's like broken off from the flow of traffic to follow them or anything mm-hmm. like that at several points, like if he gets tired or hungry or something, he'll be like he'll hit up Dr. Cade on the <laughs> uh, ship comms and be like, hey, uh, uh, Dr. Cade, please report to the cockpit.
0: Yes, Maggie, um, I am in the process of contacting the Institute but oh. I will come spend time with
4: you <clears throat> if you like. Never mind, keep doing what you're doing. Anton! Damn it, Mac. I'm
3: an anthropologist. I'm an
4: anthropologist. <laughs> Anton. A psychologist. Uh, yo, yeah, what's going on, Maggie? Oh, typical leaving any system we go to stuff. Would you be willing to come up to the cockpit and make sure everything's okay while I take care of a little bit of personal business?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I just got, um, you know, messes on the, uh, on a simmer, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's holding up fine. I think I should need about two hours if that's all right with you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the longer it summers the better
4: it'll be. You know, that's one of the things I learned from you. (laughs) I admire
2: that. Uh, yeah,
3: sure. Uh, I'll be up there. Give me a tight five to hit the head, and I'll be up. All right. Mr. Baptiste Yoshida, on no account are you to touch the controls when Mackie is out of the cockpit. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to imagine that I have, if not like a,
2: a mute, grace function at least like within my own head the ability to tune around i like to think that like there's this thing where every time we
4: leave a system we all just sort of assume often correctly that one or the other of us have done something that means that we are fleeing prosecution <laughs> and so like these moments where we're leaving a planet a station a polity whatever and heading to where we can jump out of the system are definitely tense for Mackie. I don't know if they're tense for Anton, and I doubt they're tense for Grace. And Dr. K doesn't know to be
2: scared yet. I, I think that there's yeah. probably the the general unease, and not to mention just like the, the circumstance that we just got ourselves out of would have been pretty disconcerting. <clears throat> Oh yeah. Anton's probably a bit on edge. There was shooting. Not necessarily so much more so than usual. But it's definitely a like there's a more than typical chance that someone bears us ill will, so let's 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 take care of it. Actually, I'd like to, um this isn't exactly something I'm good at, but this might be a more interesting way to do what I want to do. While I'm in the cockpit, I'd like to get on comms and use my connect skill to sort of phone back to my acquaintances on Aegea and see if we've ruffled any feathers okay. and just sort of try to do some information gathering, see if like there's been word or like if anyone's, you Sounds know, actively against us. Okay, you head to the cockpit. You meet Mackie there. As you 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 have the
4: bridge, Captain uh, Baptiste Yoshida. Yeah, hey, you gotta whisper that Tracy Mr, it's Baptiste-, mad. Mr.
3: <laughs> Baptiste Yoshida, I assure you, you do not. It's just an
4: expression.
3: <laughs> just an expression. Yeah, for pity's um, sake. I'm gonna get
2: on the horn a little bit and and uh you know, see if I can you know, metaphorically put my ear to the ground back on a on a G and see what's going on. I applaud
3: that decision. Standing ovation. Definitely do that. Please and thank you. When you sit down in the co-pilot seat, the like electromechanical eyes that are on—they might actually be organic muscle material. <laughs> you can't quite tell. Uh, like, I, I'd imagine that I've been here before quite a
2: quite a number of times. You've also learned <laughs> to tune out physical, <laughs> yeah. presence. It, it's yeah. sort of you know when there's a spider in your bedroom, but you don't quite want to get out of bed to go like shoo it off somewhere. Yeah. like I'm aware of them, yeah. but I'm just actively trying to not be aware of them.
3: <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> Gracie was going
2: uh, for. So I'm going to... I'm assuming connects you, in... Uh, Boston,
1: I, you in don't or need first, but... to make any rolls, because when you try to call, you make a few phone calls, none of the calls connect. Ah, Does that seem unusual, that we would be out of comms? Yes, so you are definitely making contact with an orbital satellite, mm-hmm. Um, but there is a
2: current traffic, current communications traffic on the planet is higher than the Bandwidth threshold, so it's... Okay, so uh, it, it seems like a technical thing, not like we're being jammed as far as I'm aware.
1: It seems like if you were trying to call somebody you know in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, like okay. every available phone
2: line is occupied. All right, I'm gonna... And it is strange. I'm gonna ping over ship's comms to uh, Dr. Cade. Okay. Dr. Cade, you look up because you mm-hmm.
1: get a little lightning, mm-hmm. and you notice that uh the George Burns and Gracie Allen show is currently not on the screen where you mm-hmm. left it, and instead, there is a special report from uh, agia about a terrorist attack. An underwater facility uh, has been struck by something mysterious and exploded. Oh, it oh. wasn't
0: something tentacled, was it? <laughs> I, I may have my You Yeah, you—you
1: you <laughs> looked up. You get, you're getting pinged from the cockpit, and yes. you just briefly saw the screen. Yes.
2: Hey, um, Gracie's. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, yes, Anton. What did you
3: need? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> slip the slip of the tongue. Um, I am so, here for you. I, I, I'll get right back to you. If you would like corrective tongue surgery, please report to the med day to prevent future slips. Uh, maybe, maybe later, uh, thank you. Dr. Kate, so, uh, I was
2: just trying to make some calls back to Aegea to kind of get a, you know, feel the situation back there. Are you having trouble communicating with the Institute? I know you've been on the comms all day also. How you I haven't been? had trouble getting
0: messages out, but nobody has responded. I have had no trouble getting messages out. However, I have not had any response, but are you watching what I'm watching? It seems there has been some sort of terrorist attack, which superficially is very similar to uh, activities on the surface. Well, subservice.
2: It's, um, is it not the first time that something we've done has been mistaken for a terrorist activity? <laughs> so uh, uh,
1: While you're talking, you see a... Uh, you can't hear what's happening on the TV just right now because you're in conversation, but uh, you do see a portrait of Jeff Cho being shown.
0: Yes, it does seem that this is, in fact, has to do with us. There's a picture of Jeff Cho being shown. I think, um, if you'll be quiet for a moment, I will try and listen to the report.
2: Okay, I will just keep me posted, and I kill the comms with Hildegard, and then I'm going to ping to Mackie. Yellow. Oh,
0: shit, oh, oh, <laughs>
2: Hey, Mackie, uh, we probably have, um... We probably have some heat coming our way. I'm gonna go ahead and hop over to uh, to arms and uh, and hold tight there. Whatever business you had to do is gonna have to wait on me, Mr. Mackey. It appears
3: we are in a situation three sub B. Mackey
2: is in the
4: middle of like one of the weird corridors of the like more or less abandoned ship, and he puts his hands on his hips and he's like. Which one of
2: you did a terrorism? <laughs> and I want you to be honest. I think it was all of us, man. We just gotta. You know, while I, I am still in the cockpit, though, I wanna, like, whatever the equivalent of just diverting power to sensors and keeping an eye on space mm-hmm. around us. Okay. Give me an intelligence program check with
1: a uh, plus one. Oh, shit. It's not bad. It's an eight. Nice. You detect a vessel on an intercept course. Alright. Yeah. You're now about three hours out from uh a There's plenty of traffic. It wouldn't have stood out an hour ago, but now your your position, nothing should be coming toward you, statistically, it's unlikely. So. And like, it is coming from the direction kind of the direction of the alright There you go. We've got uh, <laughs>
3: we've got a ship incoming. I don't have much Attention, all hands to stations, all hands to stations. A um. ship is inbound.
2: All right, and that'll do us for this week. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for listening, and uh, we really appreciate you guys that have been uh, engaging with us online, especially on the the Reddit and our Discord server. It's always good to hear from y'all. We really appreciate y'all listening, especially everyone who's rating and reviewing us on Apple. That really goes a long way. But, yeah, if, uh, if you want to engage with us more, you can always find us on the Stars Without Member subreddit. And we now have our own subreddit. That's just Astronomica Podcast. You can find us on all the major social media platforms just by searching for Astronomica Podcast, or you can find links to all of our things at astronomicapodcast.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.